1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome to the
2: show. Happy Friday. Bill Ryder with you. Just two days away from the big game. Chiefs taking on the Niners. Super Bowl. Las Vegas. And we're going to have Marshall Falk on the show in about 20 minutes. And I haven't looked yet, Tom. At, I know you sent me an email that has all the guys' accolades. I mean, is it 30 pages long? This dude did everything.
3: Really, I could summarize it by saying he was Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey. That's the best that's way a, to put it.
2: Wow, that's a good – you think he'll like that? I hope so. If if he if he doesn't like it, you can blame me. All right. I'll tell him it's pretty daddy. Uh, phone number here, 855-2124-CBS. The Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk, live in about 20 minutes. Bum of the week. At the end of the show, you and Tom, you think that there's you've really gotten into this segment. You think there's a robust list of candidates. I got
3: week. a lot of guys, a lot of guys
2: nominated. Last week, somebody in the building almost won. Do we have any in building nominees?
3: No, no, okay. we're, we're not, we're not going after uh, anybody in the building that I know of. But there's still about forty minutes.
2: There's some time. There's some time. Uh, so we're gonna move things around right now, this moment in time, here in this space, together as a radio family. Let's do by ourselves.
1: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start it off by
3: talking some NFL, but some non-playoff NFL. The Jets are about as non-playoff as you can get. The longest playoff drought in the National Football League. Currently, and their owner Woody Johnson let his true feelings be known about quarterback Zach Wilson yesterday, saying, quote, you need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year, end quote. Obviously, referring to Aaron Rodgers going down after just four plays last season. Wow. Bill buy or sell Woody Johnson just sabotage whatever trade value there was for Zach Wilson this offseason.
2: Buy. Buy. What are you doing, Johnson? Bye. Thank you. It's a good one. It just came to me. I, this is clearly an owner who's frustrated, who's fed up, who wants to win. Those are great qualities. But you, to your exact point, you have to just put the messaging on the right track. So, Because it only takes one GM to get something. By yourself, Zach Wilson would have succeeded if he'd been drafted by Andy Reid or, or Kyle Shanahan.
3: And Trey Lance didn't. That's true. And that's true. And please don't mis- misconstrue like succeeding as in maybe he'd be playing in the Super Bowl right now. But I think we, he would be a mainstay as an NFL quarterback.
2: Yeah. It, it, this is one of the things that you don't realize when you're young. And in any profession, but especially on the, the bright lights of, of... If you're a top 10 pick in the NFL draft as a quarterback you think rightfully you are you've made it right you are going to have a great life and you're going to succeed nobody goes into these moments when their stars ascended thinking i'm going to fail pretty soon very few do but where you end up who manages you the culture that you're in the people who are entrusted with your success or who share in your success or failure all of these things are as or more important than your actual talent or work ethic or whatever so maybe i'm sure zach zach wilson you have to sort of bear the brunt of what happened But what a brutal reality that that he became a Jet and everything that meant.
3: All right, Bill. The idea of sexy Rexy, as you and I love so much, landing in Dallas was very short-lived. The Cowboys are expected to officially hire former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer as their new defensive coordinator. Remember, Zimmer was with Dallas as their DC from the year 2000 to 2006. Buy or sell Mike Zimmer is a safe hire for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: I think it's a, I think it's a good hire. Bye. and not Bye. just because Anyone named Sexy Rexy, if it hasn't been in the game for a while, you probably want to take a, a hard pause on. I like Sexy Rexy. I really want to be able to say, you just said Sexy Rexy, and I was stunned for just a second.
3: It's fun to say. It's, it's fun to tweet. I put it in the podcast tweet yesterday. Like, I'm all about it. He needs to get hired somewhere.
2: Sexy Rexy needs to keep the, the Sexy Rexy content going. But I think it's a really good hire. It's, another, it's a veteran voice. It is not that dissimilar from a, from a resume perspective and an experience perspective to Dan Quinn, who was the D.C. and obviously now is the head coach of, of, of the Commanders. I've, they never in Minnesota made a Super Bowl, but they were really, really close, Tom. And this is a guy who had a lot of success as a head coach, knows what he's doing. Yes, I think it's a, I think it's a very good hire.
3: All right, Bill, let's talk some Hall of Fame here. Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, and Patrick Willis are all members of the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. But, Bill, I want to look ahead to next year, to 2025. There's an interesting case study, if you will. Eli Manning is eligible for the first time for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Manning won two Super Bowls with the Giants, as you know, beating Tom Brady and the Patriots both times. However... All eight of Manning's playoff career wins came during both of those Super Bowl runs. He doesn't have a single other playoff win outside of those two Super That's Bowl crazy. runs. That's crazy. I did not know that. So I ask you, Bill, buy or sell Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer.
2: I'll buy. And I'll buy he's a first balloter. Buy. In terms of what is going to happen... Right, His name is a significant part of that. The market he won in is a significant part of that. And the guy that he beat twice is a significant part of that. If you ask me how I would vote, yes, maybe a little more on, on the margins. I've told you this. If Nick Foles—where was Nick Foles? If Nick Foles played the Saints, and if you, was it was Elshon Jeffrey the year after, the next time around, when he was still in Philly— after he sort of stepped in for Carson Wentz and won that Super Bowl, had, had he won another one? And there was a moment, I can't... Was it an NFC Championship game? It might be the second round where Jeffrey basically dropped a catch that would have extended a drive and given them a chance to win. If Foles had won two Super Bowls as just a guy that... I would have, I'm not kidding. I think he would have been a Hall of Famer. It's hard to win a Super Bowl.
3: So you yeah. do think if his name went from Eli Manning to Eli Jones, he would still be a Hall of Famer in your eyes?
2: I think if he was Eli Ryder... He would still be a Hall of Famer, but he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer to other people. But I'm not kidding when I say had, had Jeffrey caught that ball and the Eagles in some alternate universe again gotten on this crazy, fools driven catalyst run and won the Super Bowl, I would also be making the case for that guy.
3: I mean, there's, there's some level, and I understand this is a big a big thing outside of those two Super Bowl runs. Like, for being a top pick, which he was, he doesn't have a single other playoff win. That's pretty startling. But he does have two Super Bowl wins
2: against Tom Brady.
3: Can't take it away from him.
2: Can't take it away from him. But you obviously, this is classic Tom. You don't think so. That You frame the question.
3: I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know that I would consider him a first ballot Hall of Famer.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, let me know when the football is done because I have a, I have a reader generated by yourself. selfie.
3: Uh, we have quite a few more as I look at this football related. Let me just, let me just do it then real quick. Okay.
2: Barry Greenwald sent me a message. Yes, Bill. Milk with oatmeal. Thank you. If you have a sweet tooth, try syrup on top. Buy or sell. Because a Barry, you're willing to try the milk and the syrup. So
3: It's not just me. Syrup is the main reason I'm not a breakfast food guy. Like, syrup is so messy, gets oh, all over the place. A, what, syrup is the
2: worst. Syrup only goes where you put it. Learn
3: to eat. No, an adult, like, syrup—it gets everywhere on your plate. Like you can't stop it from mixing in with everything else.
2: Put the pancakes on a separate plate if you're that. Oh, now I need like well. two plates. No, most of us don't, Tom. It sounds like you do. No, but I don't want my
3: bacon to have syrup on it. Oh, are you kidding? Bacon with syrup is amazing. This is just another reason why breakfast is the absolute worst. <sighs> Look, I
2: don't want to throw the word "dumb" around because you're smart, but this is <laughs> this is a dumb take.
3: People really hate it. They really hate it. it. It's a terrible take. All right, so let's stop talking about breakfast, and then let's get back to some football here. Timmy. pal. Now, after not seeing eye-to-eye with Giants head coach Brian Dayball, defensive coordinator Wink Martindale, which is a great name, is leaving the NFL altogether and joining Michigan as their new defensive coordinator. Now, Martindale hasn't coached at any level in college since 2003 when he was Western Kentucky's D.C., So I ask you, will buy or sell? It's more of a culture shock going from the NFL to the college game in 2024 rather than the other way around.
2: Tom, you are covering, other than the the breakfast, you are covering yourself in glory because that is a great question. Because now when you go from the NFL to college, not just recruiting, you have to deal with NIL and all these guys having a bunch of money. I'm going to buy. Buy. And I don't think the culture shock if you go to college is the money because if you're coaching the NFL, they're grown men, they make a good living, they pay what they deserve. I think it's the ability of every player on your team to just decide that they're mad and they want to leave after the end of the year. It, it would be the equivalent of coaching a National Football League team and every single player is in the last year of their contracts.
3: All right, Bill. Pittsburgh's T.J. Watt is not taking his NFL Defensive Player of the Year snub so lightly. While Watt was listed as a finalist for the award this year, he ended up losing, as we know, to Cleveland's Miles Garrett. Now, Watt led the NFL in sacks this year with 19, and he seemingly caught wind prior to the official announcement that he had lost to Garrett because Watt tweeted, quote, Nothing I'm not used to, end quote. And TJ Watt did not actually even go to the NFL honors ceremony last night because he already knew that he had lost. Bill, buy wow. sell? T.J. Watt deserved to win the Defensive Player of the Year award. So this is not a
2: fair question. This is a this is a super trap. This is a trap question because to buy that would be then to sell the notion that Garrett should have won. So I think Miles Garrett is an absolutely worthy winner, and there are times in these awards where there are two or sometimes three people
3: who who deserve to win, could have won. So, there are people who are saying that Miles Garrett is getting the award because he was the best defensive player on the best defensive team.
2: As someone who votes in the NBA, being the best defensive player on the best defensive team, if that defensive player is a top two or three defensive player anyway, is a mark that pushes you ahead in the tie. Right? I voted for Draymond Green at times, or haven't at times, because he was the same defender, but where was the defense at? Because you are the anchor of that thing. I'm going to buy the T.J. Watt deserve to win it, but also buy. not as much as the guy that won because the guy that won won, right? Like, he can. there are multiple. I do kind of respect the fact that he's all in his feelings, though, and, like, he wouldn't show
3: up. I that's a competitor. I would have done the same thing.
2: It's so petty, but I kind of like it.
3: The real issue is how did he find out that he lost? Like, that's the problem.
2: That's a really good. Somebody let the secret out of the bag. Not cool.
3: All right. Buy or we- sell, you can keep a secret. Bye.
2: good, I'm gonna stop telling you stuff. That's a long pause.
3: <laughs> I wanna be honest. Like there's 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 you know every secret that I get, I want to tell someone. And like there, yeah, there are times where like maybe I'll dance around it and like maybe the person that I'm not telling the secret to, but can like pick up on some hints. No, that's telling them. So here's oh, okay. my here's my
2: code of conduct.
3: Um never tell you anything ever again.
2: That's my other code of conduct. Here's my <laughs> here's my code of conduct. It's the, rep- it's the journalist in me. If I find out something on my own, if I report something, just gossipy, right, or whatever, it's mine to share. But if someone comes to me and says, I really need you to never, I would say that I, how many secrets? I have, I would say I have, I have care, I have, I do carry four or five pretty real secrets of people that I know.
3: And I've never shared them. And, and you're taking those to the grave.
2: I mean, probably, like, you and the one with the lawsuit. Oh, shit.
3: All right, there goes that. You're down to four or five to three or Yeah, four. I am.
2: <laughs> All right, Bill, let's get back. I love that bit. The people that don't know, well, Tom and I speak through a, a control room system, and I can see him on Skype. And sometimes people will come into the control room that don't really know Tom, and I'll just pretend I'm mid-sentence and say, hey, what happened with that guy you punched at the bar? Yeah. Buy uh- or sell, you find that funny.
3: So Come on, it's a little funny. Uh, The ones that I dislike the most are the How's the Lawsuit Going and Has That Rash Cleared Up. (laughs) I don't do that. Uh, Oh, I think you do. (laughs) Uh, I think you do.
2: I don't. Is there a I don't remember button for by ourselves? Nope. I'll take the fifth.
3: Don't have one of those. I can't believe it. That was a secret, Tom. Let's get back to the NFL honors from last night. Jeez, (laughs) man. The Texans swept the rookie category last night. C.J. Stroud won Offensive Rookie of the Year, while his teammate Will Anderson Jr. won Defensive Rookie of the Year. Houston also won the AFC South and a playoff game this year. But Bill, I'm gonna get real optimistic you're here. You're so negative. Buy or sell, so you could see the Houston Texans no. taking a step back next
2: season. I'm not, I'm not answering the question. I'm gonna rewrite the question and you're gonna answer. That's a terrible question. That is so negative.
3: Why? Like teams never take a step back with young players?
2: Buy or, or sell, you? the Texans have built something that is
3: sustainable. Buy or sell, so the Houston Texans have built like, something that's sustainable. No, I'm asking you now, because Mr. Yeah, I mean, long term, sure. By. Bye. Doesn't mean they the Texans any drafted great,
2: hired the right coach, got the right guy here, got the right guy here. i a quarterback. It's buy or sell? Crazy. They're they're screwed.
3: It's not a crazy question when they were expected to win four games this year. This
2: is why I mess with you because you need to lighten up a little bit. Just get some here. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna tell it. I told you to take your wife three flowers this week for no reason. Just I'm like you should just just like just surprise her with three roses and be like I love ya. And you, and yet buy or sell? You did it. Sell. So. Mm. Yeah.
3: Nope. Be spontaneous. Nope. Haven't done it yet. Change it up a little bit. There's still one day left in the week today. I can still do it. I know there is. The odds are not in your favor, though, that I actually get that done. Did you just
2: drop a a, uh, Hunger Games on the show?
3: May the odds always be in your favor.
2: Oh, my God. Movie or book?
3: (laughs) Come on. Come on, you know I don't read books. I, Come I, on. I <laughs> one last one here, Bill. Let's finish up with some NBA. Now, reportedly, Chicago Bulls' ownership, okay to rebuild. However, the Bulls' front office opted to stand pat yesterday. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, they're still on the roster, yet the Bulls are just 25 and 27, good for ninth in the Eastern Conference. Bill, buy or sell the Bulls should have been sellers at yesterday's trade deadline. I will buy. Buy. I mean, Zach Levine
2: opting for that surgery kind of messed with things. I think that they mistakenly think that they're the Miami Heat of the Los Angeles Lakers of last year and they're going to, because they're in the plan right now and they're going to, it's all going to come together. But yeah, they, they should have. So you can't keep a secret. That's really good to know. I mean,
3: I don't tell like all the facts. Wow. But I also don't, like, tease people, right? Like, oh, I know something you don't know. Or, like, you're going to really go crazy when you hear does this. That?
2: No, he does that. I
3: mean, people do that. People definitely do oh.
2: that. Um, can you keep a secret on this, Tom? Marshall Falk is coming up. Marshall Falk is going to be on the show, Hall of Famer, running back. This guy was so amazing. And we're going to talk all aspects of this Super Bowl with him next here on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome back to Writer Than You.
2: Look, I like Sexy Rexy. I li- Let's just establish this, time. Is it okay to call him Sexy Rexy? Rex Ryan likes toes. He talks about it. They call him Sexy Rexy. It rhymes. I like nicknames. Are you okay with Sexy Rexy? Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: On CBS Sports Radio.
2: Welcome back into the show. I'm not okay with that rejoin, Tom. Unbelievable. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing that one. One of the greatest football players in the history of the sport is literally about to come on. Appreciate you. Uh, Bill Ryder with you. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to this gentleman. I actually was in St. Louis uh, as a young kid, as a as a young man, working at the local newspaper when he and his team... Um, took the NFL by storm, he is Marshall Falk, he is a Pro Football Hall of Famer, he is a former MVP, uh, he is an Offensive Rookie of the Year award winner, he's a multi-time AP Offensive Player of the Year award winner, and, and this is amazing to me, he's the only player in NFL history to have 12,000 rushing yards and more than 6,000 receiving yards. He is the the original Christian McCaffrey, or, or point to any other running back, uh, this gentleman is the guy who really showed how that position could be so multifaceted. He's also here, and my kids are listening to the car like they usually are. This is important, guys. He's also here to talk to us and share the truth about drugs uh, with parents and kids on behalf of the Foundation for a Drug-Free World. Mr. Marshall Falk, it is a pleasure to have you. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate so, you. So, was just talking about about your obviously the, the the multiple ways that you could attack a defense and things that you could do. When you look at Christian McCaffrey in, in this game, do you see semblances of the way that you played, the way that your that Rams team played in terms of what McCaffrey can do, and maybe what needs to be done to try to go at a pretty good Chiefs defense this this weekend?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot a lot of what what Mike Marks did, I, I watched Kyle Shanahan do. When you have all the pieces that they have, when you look at I use and Debo and uh, Kittle's, and, and then obviously you throw McCaffrey in there. He's the centerpiece, um, distributing the football and making the defense account for every position that's available. You throw Yuschek in there as well. Um, it, it, it becomes hard on the defense, and once they get rolling, and you don't know where the ball's is going, um, it, it can it can create a challenge. But definitely McCaffrey is the centerpiece. Uh, Marshall.
2: When you, when you talk about Mike Martz, offensive coordinator under, under Dick Vermeil on, on those Rams teams, um, how, I want to ask this of someone else the other day, and I didn't. You're obviously a massively talented football player, and there are a lot of guys who are playing in this upcoming game who are massively talented. To what degree was it significant to your career, your achievement, unlocking your potential, or, or not, to, to play for coordinators who are able to see the game at a higher level or just be better than the other coordinators on the other side of the field?
1: Yeah, innovators. And that's that's what I call Mike Marks. Mike Marks is a he's a guy that um he saw he saw the game outside the X's and O's. Uh, he understood matchups and he wasn't afraid to take chances and do things that hadn't been done. <laughs> you know, I remember one time uh we, we, we he he drew up a play and um the old our old offensive line coach Jim Hannaford, said, Mike, you can't do that, that's not sound. Michael Jadiman said, Because you know that and they know that is why I'm doing it. That's why it's going to work because it's not sound. They don't expect us to do it. <laughs> and you've That's got an innovator.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Andy Reid is an innovator. Been doing it for a long time. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan's a guy who, very similar. From just I, I know there's a lot going on here, but from a tactical perspective, an Andy Reid team versus a Kyle Shanahan team, who's got the the advantage in trying
1: to out chess, out think, out innovate the other guy? I think I think Andy has has it over Kyle because. Andy has done it in the in the most intense moment more times and he's been successful doing it. So that's why I would give it to, to Andy. I just I just feel like when you when you when you put these plays in and these, these new things and if you watch the Chiefs, there's always a wrinkle in their offense of something that they're going to attack you that they haven't that that they haven't attacked you or attacked a defense like yours with. He's always going to try and he's not afraid to. At the at at those moments in the game when uh, when most people play it safe, they're going to try the new thing. They're going to the, He's going to be the innovator and go out and do the things to put his team in position to win.
2: Marshall Falk here on on the show. Marshall, history now shows us how remarkable that team was, how great you were, how great I mean, it's so many guys, Kurt Warner included. But but I was in St. Louis and I remember when when. When he got—when Kurt got promoted because of an injury to the starting quarterback to that team, there was a lot of doubt, at least around the country. Maybe not in camp with you guys. We have a guy in Brock Curdy who has had a small sample size, has been very successful so far. There are still people, for whatever reason, that that, that doubt that he is at the highest level in the NFL. You've had some experience in seeing a guy in Kurt Warner at some point understanding, okay, this guy's legit and we can do things— how do you evaluate Brock Purdy? Is he closer to Kurt in the sense that you think this is who he is, or do you think he's a he's a fine quarterback, but he's in a system, and that's where his success comes from?
1: I think he, I think you know he's a moment guy. Like this is the moment for him. This is like his opportunity to to, to take the reins and kind of run with it. And, and here's the thing: when we evaluate him, the, the tougher part about evaluating Brock is that Brock is playing on a team that we've seen here before. Like he's in the same position that Kaepernick has at the Niners, that Garoppolo had the Niners, and now it's Purdy. Purdy was in a, in, a, in a space that was just like, you hadn't seen a Rams quarterback take a team like this. We know that this team is very good and talented. John Lynch has built a juggernaut. He's been a great GM. Kyle has done all that he can. They're looking for the quarterback to get them over the hump, and here's what I'm going to say. We can give Brock Purdy his flowers, if he beats a Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and bring the Niners home, what is it, fifth six, sixth, or sixth championship, whichever it is, he has to separate himself from where Jimmy Garoppolo has gotten him. Right now, at this point, Jimmy Garoppolo got them here. The question is, can he bring it home? That's what we're asking. We're asking, can he bring it home? Marshall Volk on the show.
2: Marshall, you've obviously played in this game. Now, if you're Patrick Mahomes, if you're Travis Kelsey, you've been here. You've experienced this. I would imagine you sort of know how to navigate this. But if you're Brock Purdy, if you're anybody that has not been through this experience or at least won this game, based on your own career, your own successes, how do you approach Sunday? Do you... Do you need to expect that it's going to feel different? Do you try to treat it like any other game? Is there something you can do mentally to put yourself in the best possible position for when it's actually time to play football in the most important game of
1: anyone's career? You do what you've always done. That's it. Um, you do the things that you've always done to make sure that you enter into this game as relaxed and as prepared and as ready as possible. And and I, I think I think one of the things that a lot of guys do is they try to hide and shy away from the emotions and feelings and and nerves embrace it embrace it try to control them and try to control yourself and allow you to go out there and 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 do what do what got you there that's literally it do what got you there
2: Marshall Falk on the show uh Marshall you're here to talk to us about and really talk about the truth about drugs with parents and kids and you're doing on behalf of the foundation for a drug-free world, and this is a message, actually, I've got a 14-year-old and 11-year-old, so it resonates for me because this is something we're navigating. Can you tell us about what you're working on and why this is important and what people need to know?
1: Yeah, well, literally, you know, just working on um, doing exactly what you said. There's a message. There's truth to be told about drugs, and and there's a couple of ways to do it. A lot of people like to be in the arena of telling people what to do. We don't want to tell kids what to do or what not to do because if you do that, they're going to do exactly the opposite. So what we do is we lead with education. We have, we have educator kids. We have information. Kids can go to drugfreeworld.org. They can take all kinds of tests, get all kinds of information that's going to help them make the best decision possible for them. Because in today's world, that experiment that you have or that experience that you want with drugs, it could end your life with fentanyl and how things are going to get in your life, and we just want to provide the information and education there as many kids as possible. It's really important, and a,
2: a, a dear, dear friend of mine lost his son through exactly that, through a, an experimentation uh, drug laced with fentanyl. It's a real thing. To get information, www.drugfreeworld.org backslash Marshall Falk hyphen Falk. It is really important and it's a great resource for all of us parents who are navigating this and trying to to get the, the right message out there for, for our kids. Uh, Mr. Falk, I know you got to run. Last question, uh, the inevitable prediction question. At least in this moment of time, how do you see this game going? Um,
1: for me, uh, I, I see a great game, hard fought game. But I just I, I respect Patrick Mahomes, man. Like this dude, he has done an awesome job, um, and it's hard to beat him. I'm going with a better quarterback. I, I, I think you and everybody, I, I think that is exactly the view that we all have. Uh,
2: Marshall Falk, we get to talk to you every year uh, at the Super Bowl, from the Super Bowl. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you to the Foundation for a Drug-Free World for, for helping uh, bring you on the show. Have a great time in Vegas, and thank you so, so much for, for, for making time for us. Have a good one. Appreciate you, man. Marshall Falk on the show. And again, www.drugfreeworld.org/marshall-falk. The thing that's amazing to me about all these predictions—we haven't done ours yet—we probably should—is that is that everybody is taking the Chiefs, but nobody, I, to almost nobody, is saying it'll be a blowout. Chiefs are going to dominate. There is a sense it's going to be a close game because this is two, these are two really good football teams. It's the Mahomes effect. Tommy, you—you're the executive producer. You're the, you're pretty daddy, okay? You're the guy. Who makes the moves to make the show happen. Do you want to do predictions now or before Bum of the Week in the next segment?
3: Let's do them before Bum of the Week.
2: I kind of knew you were going to go that way. Does your wife think it's stupid you don't like breakfast? Or does she love it because then she doesn't have to ever worry about making sure you eat breakfast?
3: Uh, she leans more to loving it. That way we just don't have to worry about it. What do you eat for breakfast? Non-breakfast foods. Like, I go straight to lunch.
2: So I will say this, because the radio show... When I'm in L.A., is 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., and I will often get off the air at 9, be back at the house if traffic is good, by 9.30, it almost always is, and I will eat pizza. I will I can just make myself pizza, or eat leftover pizza, or I'll eat, like, if we had tacos the night before, I'll eat the tacos.
3: You want me to blow your mind right now? Hit me with it. Cold pizza better than hot yeah. pizza.
2: It's not. That's a terrible take. But I, I will smother a cold pizza in some Tabasco. And it's, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just, my mouth is watering thinking about it.
3: I can't handle it, Tabasco.
2: Oh, man, I love it. I must go through a bottle every month. All right, let's, um, let's you know what, you're the Tabasco of the show. You're the spice of the show. <laughs> you're the rare spice of the show. Uh, we'll do Super Bowl predictions and Bum of the Week after we get a CBS Sports Radio update.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back
2: into Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. We have a moral dilemma. There's somebody that Tom wants to nominate for Bum of the Week but feels like he shouldn't out of friendship, and so we're going to give him a few minutes. We're going to buy some time to see if Tom will put the integrity of the show and Bum of the Week in front of his friendship with one of his colleagues. Um, Can I be honest with you about something? Can I be honest with you about something? It's not a criticism. I don't think Marshall Falk... Love the sexy Rexy rejoin.
3: <laughs> I don't think he loved it. Um, I did that to you last year with Carson Palmer. Uh, he was funny about it, though. Yeah, that's yeah. why he commented on your your lovely singing voice. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Marshall Falk was into the uh, sexy Rexy either.
2: Marshall's a great guy. We've had him on the show many times. Uh, that was a side of, of I guess, me that he hadn't been introduced to.
3: Although I was crying during the rejoin. Like, that really... That... <laughs> You, really made me laugh. You were into it. <laughs> oh yeah, just the rejoin itself, mixed with that uh, a pro football hall of famer was on hold listening to it like yeah, it was yeah, all just perfect. You are
2: a wonderful human being who is supportive in every way. By the way, Tom, Super Bowl Fifty Eight on Westwood One is streaming for free, sponsored by AutoZone, on Super Bowl Sunday. Hear every minute of Westwood One's broadcast live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free or local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone, restrictions apply. All right. Uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game 27-17.
3: to 17. That's my 20 prediction. 27-17, Chiefs. 17 so not relatively close. We're not yeah, sweating it, it out at
2: the end. I think it could be one of those, you know, 17 to 14 or 17 to to 10 kind of scores at halftime. And then the Chiefs defense that they've done takes over and shuts down the Niners. And I do think that the Chiefs defense in second halves this year combined with Brock Purdy's inexperience in a game like this. It's just a question mark. It isn't a criticism. I just don't know. Combined with certainly the reality, I do know this, of Kyle Shanahan getting really tight getting a little too conservative, I think is going to lead to a, a not as dynamic offensive second half of the Niners as they're going to need.
3: I want you to know, all week I've been trying really hard to go contrarian on this one. I've been trying to find angles in which I could okay. take San Francisco. I want to be different. I want to take San Francisco. I just can't do it. I can't do it, and I think that people are going into this game with the mindset that Patrick Mahomes has to do it all. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest. He's going to have to put the Chiefs on their back. Don't fall into that trap. This defense is the best defense he's ever played with. Ever played with. And they don't rely on turnovers to get stops. They just straight up stop you. And they have a run game, by the way, which we haven't even talked about. Yeah, so like Mahomes doesn't have to be Superman, but he's still capable of being Superman. You're going straight Chiefs, too. Wow. I'm going Chiefs in a close game, 24-21. It is very close. Has
2: any person on this show taken the Niners at any point? I Not a single so. one. When they win by third, it's going to be a weird <laughs> Monday. Um, all right, let's do, um, I gave you some time. Let's do Bum of the Week.
1: Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. you rotten bum. I'm a bum. They're a bunch of bums. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. <laughs> The bum this week. Let's find out on "Writer Than You" on CBS Sports Radio.
2: I'm going to give you some of my nominees, okay, and then we're gonna then we're gonna I'm going to ask you a moral question about yourself, okay? Um, Taylor Swift haters have to be nominated. It's just it's just absurd. It, they're everywhere, and it's silly, and and you all can can be better. Um, Doc Rivers like. Not only does he nominate it every week, he either wins or finishes second every week. But It's <laughs> incredible. They're 1-5 now. Okay. Uh, I'm going to nominate the Uber driver from last night. Look, I'm not going to zero or four-star him. I'm not going to, whatever, turn him in. I'm not gonna, I, but I am going to nominate him for bum of the week because my Uber black driver, right? So a high-end Uber driver. because I want to get back to the hotel quickly. Stop for gas <laughs> mid-ride. And then went into the, the gas station and was gone for a long time. And the guy <laughs> next to me filled up gas was looking at me. What, what's going on? Why is there a guy in the back of that car?
3: I just started thinking. Was he going to the bathroom? Yeah, I had that thought too. Okay. I mean, you can't, you, you can't control when they're, you know. When yeah, you, you can. Too.
2: I do radio and TV for a living. Yes, you can. You'd be shocked what you can control. <sighs> All right. I'm trying to give him an out. I feel bad for the guy. You shouldn't. Uh, but if you're going to be Mr. Sensitive, don't be Mr. Sensitive to You have a friend. And a colleague who crossed a line, who saw the Rubicon across it, you should nominate him. He's a friend of both of ours. He's from the network. He works here at CBS Sports Radio.
3: You're not going to pressure me. No peer pressure here. Everybody gets one grace. This is his grace period right here. He was not the friendliest of people yesterday. You're not going to nominate him. Uh, No, no. But if it it happens again, I have his name written down.
2: I won't forget. I caught some of the shrapnel. You know, I caught we some both of this, did. too. I don't know yeah. who's
3: mostly directed at you, mostly directed at me, but it was easy to pick up on, that's for sure. All right. Um, I, I'm also – I don't want to because I like
2: them. I'm going to nominate the Bucks front office. Can I do that? They are the ones who hired Adrian Griffin and fired Adrian Griffin. They hired Doc Rivers. They traded for Damian Lillard without the backcourt defensive help they need. They then had to give away a second-round pick and send campaign for Pat Bev, who hates – Damian Lillard and Damian Lillard hates him. Uh, not great. Do you have any others you want to throw in there?
3: Yeah, I got, I got a few here. I think we have a, a lengthy list. We got a lot to choose from this week. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Las Vegas mayor. No. For straight up saying she doesn't no. want the Oakland A's in her city. Come on. MLB's already approved it. She can't stop it. Disagree. She no. said the Oakland A's dream is to stay in Oakland. What are she... you doing?
2: was helping the people of Oakland and also being politically savvy to make life miserable for people who are controlling the process she wants to control. She's She's just mad
3: because the uh, the A's are going. Carolyn Goodman. Yeah. They're going right on the strip. Remember
2: I crossed you off the list last week? She's crossed off the list. All right. How about this
3: one one, then? The Washington Commanders for hiring Cliff, I fall up the ladder, Kingsbury. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Do I have any others? Can I nominate all streaming services for basically becoming cable again? Yeah, you can.
2: Oh, I have one. I have one. Can I not... I don't know who to nominate about the Brazil NFL game, but I'm going to nominate Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah. He's the head of the snake there. Roger. And oh, how did his... I should know this, but it was a busy NBA. How did his i only invite people I want to invite press conference go?
3: Uh, it didn't make a lot of noise, so I guess for yeah. Goodell that went well for him. Double whammy. Yeah. Take real
2: questions and don't do a Friday game in Brazil.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I got one more here for you, if you'll let me. Uh, Bill O'Brien, a.k.a. I just accepted the Ohio State OC job, but yeah, I'm going to go interview for the Boston College head coaching job.
2: Can I tell you why, too, that's a good one? He has the better job. I agree. I think that the the Ohio State coordinator job is the better job. Obviously wants to be in charge. Uh, This is tough. This is tough. i got to narrow this down. Our Taylor Swift haters are our finalists. Okay, Doc Rivers is finalists. Uber drivers are finalists. He might win. <laughs> um, who do you want? Do you want? Who do you want on the finalist list? I'll give you one.
3: Well, since you didn't go for my Vegas mayor, let me put the Commanders in there. Yep. Okay, I wasn't gonna let you do streaming charts. I won't. Uh, I won't do it to Bill O'Brien. You know what? You want to go be a head coach? I can understand it on some level. Can I? Honestly, can I give it to Doc Rivers? It feels like I'm being petty. I don't want to be petty, but it's not really me. I mean, Doc is getting into the this rarefied air of the Aaron Rodgers. we like, dude, you're winning this thing all the time. Yeah, and they, they, you see, they
2: traded. Did I see this right? They they traded Robin Lopez,
3: and then he read and a book. he was
2: reading a book in street clothes. <laughs> they're they're smart, smart. They're
3: smart dudes. Those uh, Lopez twins. They went to Stanford.
2: What is going? Yeah, what is going? <sighs> I don't usually let you you help me like this. It's either Doc Rivers or the Uber driver. Who who do you think we should lean toward?
3: (laughs) Come on, man. It's Doc Rivers.
2: (sighs) It's it's also its own Doc Lock. Um, For for being a part of Adrian Griffin, losing the job he covered his whole life, for taking over the Milwaukee Bucks because you were the solution and going one and five, for failing much earlier than we all knew you were going to, Doc, again, you're the Bum of the Week, bro.
1: That's your Bum of the Week.
3: I detest
1: you! On lighter than you.
2: I mean, you can't, and I understand that there's some, some other circumstances. There's been some guys missing. There was no Lillard or Middleton last night, but you still had this guy. Have you heard of this guy named uh, Giannis?
3: Hunter Giannis? Football? Giannis?
2: Oh, man. Are you trying to bait me to tell him the story? I'm not going to do it.
3: I'm not trying to bait you into doing anything.
2: Don't, do you know that, that Giannis, that pronounced improperly, is a trigger word for me, Okay. Okay, I do. I don't. I yeah. would, I didn't know that information. You're a bad person, sometimes, my friend. Are you gonna get your wife some flowers just because? Uh, I really just, f- just because Friday. It really
3: feels like I should. Yeah, but I don't want to lie to you right now and say that I definitely am.
2: Are you picking up the little dude from daycare today? Are you the picker-upper?
3: No, no, not today.
2: So, so okay. So easy, though. You get off the train. There's some grocery store on the way home. You run in. You buy three probably dilapidated roses, doesn't matter. You bring them home, and you're like, just because I love you. And if you guys have had any fights lately, or you want to make a joke, and you're like, look, I'm still right about everything, or, you know, or still your night to make dinner, or whatever, right? But I still, I love you.
3: You give her the roses. It seems like a good plan. I don't dispute that. Whether I will execute it or not remains to be the question. If Brock
2: Purdy wins the Super Bowl over the weekend, does he become a top-five quarterback in the National Football League? I say absolutely. Has to.
3: Has to. No question about it. At least. Yes. At least. Yes. If he loses and plays like
2: garbage, if he plays like Dak Prescott did, if he has a couple turnovers or he's got, like, fine numbers but he basically can't complete throws when the heat's really on, third downs, big moments, does he drop out of the top 12 in most people's estimation?
3: I don't think so in mine because I will give him the benefit of the doubt because I believe that Chiefs' defense is so elite.
2: Now, I'm a little torn here. That's true because I've got this Kansas City connection, but I'm from Iowa, and you know that Brock Purdy is from Iowa, and you know that Mr. Kittle is from Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I still don't want to root for the Niners. I don't know why. Right, I would root for them in almost against almost any other team. I would, I because I also feel bad for Kyle Shanahan. Would you agree? Because I think that when not for Falcons fans, but for for Shanahan. This also exercises the ghosts and the demons of the Falcons collapse when he was the coordinator. He's got to get one to erase that from his psyche.
3: For him, yes. For Falcons fans, no. no I'm not with for, you. I'm with
2: you. No, no. For Falcons fans, they are burdened with that forever. There's no coming back from
3: that. Do you think Falcons fans, and if I could use one of our common friends here, uh, Adam Kluger are they, are they, Kluger, are they rooting for Kyle Shanahan? don't know i'll ask the kluger when i speak to him my
2: guess is going to be no would my guess i'm petty i would not (laughs) as am i (laughs) you know what i'm saying i'll wish me luck with with my uber that i don't know how to charge i gotta get it back to the miami airport today
3: uh uh, (laughs) good luck i hope you don't get yelled
2: at yeah me too oh i know they're gonna get yelled at did you charge this i'm literally gonna say you didn't tell me how to that's gonna be my sir did you charge this you didn't tell me how to I'm a great guy. Uh, Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We appreciate you. Thank you to Marshall Falk. Thank you to Pretty Daddy. I'm Bill Ryder. See you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.